Hi, everyone. This is Joshua Hoffman, and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today, I have Stacey Cretu, the founder, CEO, and CMO of Uncommon Marketing Works, a digital-first marketing operations firm responsible for helping B2B clients navigate the world of marketing, providing strategic direction and oversight of their marketing programs that drive growth opportunities. Welcome, Stacy. Thanks for having me. After a little hiccup uh, on our last recording, we we finally have it going, and I, and I think we're good to go now. Um, <laughs> so what I want to start with is something I found on your website, which is your values. And, and you list them as an acronym, which is HIGHT, uh, Honesty, Execution, Integrity, Grind, Hustle, and Transparency. We can definitely dive into those, but where I want to start is how you came up with them. <laughs> yeah, funny story. Um, so I was actually, this was, I think, last year, uh, I was in an airplane, ironically enough, uh, drinking some champagne, and I uh, wanted to use two words uh, in defining our core values. And like any other marketing agency, we had to, of course, have something spelled out when we defined this. So the two words that I originally started with was honesty and transparency, because it's very important, both from a um, client and agency relation to, as well as a employee relations, um, that we are honest and transparent with one another. Um, so based how I came up with, uh, the rest of the acronyms, it might've been the champagne. Um, but some reason the word height came into mind. Um, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, and I was on an airplane. Um, and when I, when it, when it dawned on me, um, it was then just a, it was just, uh, the effort of putting in the words that, um, meant something to our business. Uh, and ultimately the word height, um, in the description really means, uh, for us that as in a marketing world, it's a constant change, um, just like any other industry, but marketing definitely can change on a dime. And I really equated it to the, um, constant, uh, change in, um, in the industry and in the practice of marketing and equated it to climbing or scaling a mountain, of which I will never do personally. Um, okay. But it was it's the idea and the premise that uh, scaling a mountain, uh, if you're a you know hiker or what have you, you are constantly uh, battling different terrain, different climates, and different um, challenges along the way. And it's how you overcome those challenges in the end. And so that's really what we uh, focus on at Uncommon is that we are able to overcome uh, challenges that we're presented with from a client's uh, growth needs perspective and offer different opportunities um, to, for them to um, succeed in their marketing efforts. Love it. What um, about honesty and transparency specifically, like, you know, matters? Yeah, yeah. So I worked uh, many years in internally for organizations and worked with a lot of agencies. And uh, when I decided to go out on my own, um, first of all, I'm an honest, I'm probably overly honest and transparent um, to a fault, me from a personal perspective. Uh, so it, it, it really you know, goes back to what I believe in as far as my own personal values. And um, so trans translating that into an agency perspective, I always, 
I shouldn't say always, but I had some issues uh, with working with agencies where I wa- it wasn't always clear what they were doing. It wasn't always clear why, you know, how they were billing us and, and um, even working with, you know, other agencies now because we do partner with some, um, that is still sometimes an issue. So I make it very clear to my clients that we will be 100% honest and transparent about everything that we do, even if it does unfortunately affect our business, um, like uncommon from a revenue perspective, we will tell a client that we can't help them if we can't help them. And uh, then it translates into our own uh, internal org uh, that we are a small company. So the more open and honest we can be with one another, if somebody's having, you know, needs help or somebody's having an issue, everybody jumps in and helps. Um, and we are able to be, um, you know, we're able to be a, a, a good team that operates uh, well together because of that. Uh, I hear you on the the too honest front. My mom literally told me the other day that she thinks I'm oftentimes too honest in situations. So yeah. um, you mentioned, you know, marketing changing on a dime. And, and I guess I just wanted to throw a quick question in there relating to that. You know, what have you seen change, whether it's the past five years, one year since COVID? Uh, what has been like the biggest changes that you've seen? Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the industry for sure. Um, you know, but from a holistic perspective, just since, uh, just since COVID, I mean, my business grew, my quadrupled during business or during COVID, not business, um, quadrupled because of the amount of shifting that companies needed to do from a digital perspective. And they had no way of really, doing that or they needed help um, with navigating what MarTech they should use, uh, what, you know, how to get, how to attract people online, uh, things like that. So, um, you know, COVID really uh, kind of made people relook at, made companies and businesses relook at how they were doing their marketing. So, so um, in the B2B world, it just, again, it depends on the, the, um, the uh, the industry um, we did have a lot more shifting um, from how to we were doing webinars out the wazoo um, of which now we're finding that you know we're a lot of people are having webinar fatigue uh, so um, that is something that we've had to shift for clients as well and figure out new ways of providing content to them in a virtual um, perspective and. Um, as far as uh, re- most recently, <laughs> I mean, come on, Chat GTP, I- AI. You know how? I mean, how are you using that from a marketing perspective? You know it, and people need to understand that. Uh, and and we we use it, um, but we use it in a very um, in a in a way to uh, build um, ideas versus actually do the work. Uh, so we use it as an ideation platform, um, and because I've I've literally used it myself for things, and I'm like, Mm-mm. Um, so there, it, it, the you always have to have a human on the end on the back end to understand the industry, the client, the needs, um, because it always has to be um, custom for that particular uh, use case that you're writing. So ChatGTP as of late and all the AI systems, people need to understand that, yes, they're great and you can use them, but you have to use them with the understanding that they're not 100% correct. And there still needs to be somebody internally 
whether it's an internal team or an agency, um, really kind of rescoping the whatever chat GTP is providing. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think like at the end of the day, it's it needs to have prompts to go in and it, it, the higher quality those prompts are going in, the higher quality the responses will come out. Um, and, and I think it's it's a very good thought partner, um, but it's not the decision maker. And I think you still need that human side to clean up the words, to further the idea, right? Like this thing's not proactive. It's just answering questions that you that you ask it. Um, are you able to share any examples of, of how you've used it or? Um, so we use it uh, as an example um, for ideation. So we used it for like um, blog title suggestions. So we already did the keyword research and we had themes, but we were, you know, we put in you pretend I don't know what the exact you know what we exactly put in, but pretend you're an engineer and you want to read an article about uh, you know construction safety um, and you know write me three blog topic topics that use this keyword and it you know spits out the 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 titles and then we revise based on the client. Yeah, I you know I think I think people are getting into like this mindset that they might be able to use this to replace a marketing firm or something like that, and I, I just think that's not the case at all because you still need the expertise to go in. You still need to understand any whether there's personas or like you need to have a marketing knowledge to get the best out of the tool. And, and at the end of the day, like you might you can't replace it. Correct. Um, so. Yeah, and even in that example, again, it provided ideas, but we still had to tweak the final topic. So, right. and so, and still write the blog. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, something else I found on your website was the phrase outside the box, creativity, drive, and leadership. Um, so I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that, any best practices to accomplish those things or anything you'd like to add to that. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, outside the box, creativity is really finding, you know, we work with startups and small businesses, small to medium sized businesses. and you know, a lot of times we come into um, and work with clients that have limited budget. And so we have to be able to figure out how to maximize that budget, um, both from what we're providing as well as like media spends, et cetera, and really um, educate the client on the fact that you don't have to do everything, <laughs> you know, pick something, be good at it, do that, and then, you know, hopefully generate the uh the KPIs that you need and then move on and add things to it. So it's really from as far as like out of the box creativity, it's coming up with and coming up with ideas that are, that you're able to execute on within like very, very firm constraints. So um, that's really what we try to do. And um, something that I think some people will just get caught up on is um, that again, you have to be everything. You have to do everything. You have to be on all social platforms. You have to be on Google. You have to do LinkedIn, you know, everything like that. And it's really not the case. And so it's really trying to find that the creative approach to um, be able to build uh, growth strategies um, for clients that are within a limited um, budget. So it, you know, specific example. And then also from a creative approach, like using chat GTP and creative ways to be able to, um, you know, build out topics where it might save. Um, so if we have, I don't know, two hours as an example for 
content ideation for a client. Well, now we're efficiently coming up with topics that might reduce that. And then we can take that budget, maybe, you know, an extra half an hour and put it somewhere else for a client. So, um, you know, using our time wisely as well, um, from a creative approach to, um, helping our clients. And then as far as leadership is concerned, um, so we, regardless of what we do from a, uh, offering perspectives, we might just do PPC. We might just do a website. We are always providing, um, expert advice on other areas of the client's, um, program, marketing program that they might not generally see or understand to be able to help them grow, even if we're not executing on it. So we're providing that leadership, that thought leadership and that, that strategic leadership to our clients, regardless of how they uh, or what they're paying us for, basically. Um, and then from an internal perspective, I lead from the bottom up. So um, I let my team come up with, you know, processes and procedures and um, ideas. And I let them kind of lead the way and lead the direction. And obviously I'm there to support them. So speaking of the team and clients and everything, now let's take a step back and can you just tell us a little bit more about your firm? Yeah. So Uncommon Marketing Works is a, I, I call us a digital first marketing operations agency because we, most of our clients come to us, uh, with the need for an outsourced marketing firm, um, actually marketing department, I should say. So um, they, a lot of our clients are looking for strategic leadership, which we have, uh, and I provide fractional CMO services for clients. We also have account strategists that provide, um, you know, the strategy oversight, and then they're looking for a team to execute. So um, most of our clients, we do all their marketing for them from soup to nuts, uh, strategy and planning all the way down to posting on social um, and reporting. So uh, that's why I really focus on, um, you know, it, why I call us a digital first uh, op marketing operations agency. And we do traditional, you know, marketing like um, media placements and PR uh, and things like that. But primarily we're focused on, um, you know, the digital aspect of, of clients marketing. Uh, I love your company name. Um, I think I might have said that the last time we spoke, but I I think it's such a it's more like a sentence than it is like a company name, and I and I really like that. So yeah, how did you come up with it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I'll be honest, I have no idea. Uh, but when I did come up with it, um, so I definitely because of SEO, you have to think of SEO. So we definitely wanted to use marketing. I had to use marketing in the, in the URL from an SEO perspective. So um, I wanted to use marketing works because that's a very like that's a very clear statement. And marketing works was taken. So uh, then I did a bunch of brainstorming and brain dumping, and then I came up with uncommon. So when it came about, it was. Um, it's kind of a play on words. So you can use it in uncommon works, marketing works, and then uncommon marketing works. And so it's kind of a play on word and, and uncommon marketing also. Um, so it all kind of like meshes together and it's their own use cases when you use them separately in um, different explanations. So I, it was a brain dump. And I tell you, it was, it was, um, 
it took a while, but um, I, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was me and the team for my first startup was were in charge of obviously coming up with a name and it's like, it's not easy because obviously yeah. once it's done, like it's written in stone and you need yeah. it to work after that and you can't change it. And I mean, you can, but um, how did you guys get your first customer? Oh yeah. So, um, so I started the business in 2016 and it was just myself, uh, and, um, just providing consulting services, uh, and MarTech, um, consulting services. And my first customer, uh, I found, um, I was running some Google ads at that point and they were very small business and they came in, um, and at, kind of at the same time, I got almost within like two weeks of each other, I got another customer um, from a uh, organization that I had belonged to at that point. And so, um, and then from there, it was friends, referrals, uh, word of mouth, things like that. You stole all my follow-up questions there. I was going to ask you second question. I was going to ask how you got your second customer. And I was going to ask how you get customers now. And uh, I can read minds too. Uh, so therefore, then I want to focus on, you know, the growth of the company and and mainly like mistakes that have been made or, you know, things that just didn't go as plans. Um, so, yeah, what are some of maybe the biggest mistakes you've made or the lessons you've learned from them? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So this, I think, also goes right into our core values as far as, far as height is concerned. Um, and, you know, traversing the world of entrepreneurship, I didn't know anything about running a business when I started it. Uh, and I'll say, I still know nothing about running a business, but I wing it. Um, so I would say probably a couple mistakes that I've definitely made and have learned from is, um, you know, just overall, um, client relations, uh, making sure that processes are built out clearly and uh, contracts are built out clearly and there's no um, lack of understanding or communication when it comes to um, execution uh, from the between us and the client. That's definitely been something that we've had to refine over the years. Um, and then hiring. Um, to be honest, like I think agency life is not for everyone and it's not for the faint of heart. And so we've had to figure out who our right persona is when we're hiring uh, internally and have made some mistakes over the years, unfortunately. Um, and typically it's usually, you know, the the person that we hired didn't have previous agency agency experience. They just didn't understand the fast pace of the, of the role. Um, and so, you know, and again, we'll continue to make those mistakes. Um, we'll continue to refine those, um, those learning experiences. Uh, but I would say probably those are my two biggest things that I'm, I mean, continuing to learn and refine and, and, you know, hopefully get better at, um, as a business owner. Um, and I think every business owner kind of goes through that regardless of where you're at, especially from an employee perspective, because it's either a fit or it's not a fit. And it's, it's, you know, the, if it's not a fit, we don't want someone to be miserable in their position. So, um, so I think those are probably my two biggest, uh, I've had a lot of mistakes along the way when it came to those two things. So how do you, a few questions on hiring, how do you identify if you think obviously, you know, sometimes you just need to be in it and people are different on interviews than they are in, in once they start working. But 
are, are there any like best practices or anything that help you find if it's the right fit, obviously before they even start working? Uh, so it definitely depends on the role. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we're talking a project manager versus like a specialist, like we'll just say a paid media specialist who has to execute on Google ads, as an example, um, we actually, and, and the Google ad one is, is probably the, um, the key there from an example perspective, uh, we, and content, we actually make content, um, writers, if we're hiring a content person, we actually make, not make them. I shouldn't say that. We ask them to write an example blog and we pay them for our, uh, for uh, an existing client. So we can understand, we give them a creative brief so we can understand how they translate what we give them from a creative brief into the blog. And then if we, they do their research on that client um, to develop a piece of content that we would obviously use um, for that client. So that's an example of what we do. And again, we pay anytime we ask a, um, a uh, hire, like a new hire, a potential new hire, whether we hire them or not, we always pay them. I think it's very important to understand um, and, and important to me um, because we do use their, their content uh, potentially. Uh, and then same with the PPC, like a PPC person, a paid media, um, we ask them to, we give them view rights to our Google uh, platform and ask them to analyze a client account and provide feedback on what they would do differently or um, how they would fix things, as an, but we don't give them specifics. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's looking at how they analyze the, uh, their understanding of the platform, how they analyze the client, how they analyze the keywords, how they analyze the optimizations, et cetera. Uh, and then from a PM perspective, it's really down to um, how they can, the understanding of our programs, how they can explain the processes of project managing a client. And then it comes down and all of it comes down to culture fit at the end. And speaking of culture fit, I, I think most, if not all of your employees are women. And I just want to really give you a platform to talk about like why that means a lot to you. Yeah. So all of, we are a 100% women owned and run business. Uh, and, um, we, that it, it is important to me. I've worked in a very, my entire career has been a male dominated, um, focused, focused industries. Uh, obviously marketing is, you know, all over, but we still work with our clients are primarily male focused and dominated. And, um, because I allow, um, and because I want my team to lead this company and not me lead the company, it's important to me to offer those types of opportunities to women that they may not receive in other companies that might be more male dominated. Not that I have anything wrong with men, but um, it's just, it's a fact. Um, it's a fact that, I mean, women, I just read an article the other day that women are not getting as many um, paid board positions anymore. And it's all dominated by white men. And I think that is, there's a huge, um, there is a, still a huge discrepancy in, in women um, in, in uh, any business and in any industry. And um, my, again, my company is, is built from the bottom up and I help my team. They don't help me, I help them. No, I think that's uh, that's great. A few questions uh, I tend to ask at the end. If you were to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? 
<laughs> um, you're going to fail and you're going to fail hard. And it's about how you pick yourself up and how you figure things out and how you reconstruct and learn from those failures um, and understand failure is always something that's going to happen. And again, it's the learning process of, of where you're, where you're at. And if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to succeed. Yeah. I have this, let me think if I can remember it. This is like a line I would always say it to myself. Um, I'm going to butcher it. Um, your, your fear of regret should be greater than your fear of failure, right? Like you, you should, you should just jump into something. Cause you're going to, you're worried that like, you'll regret not doing it later rather than like being scared of not doing it or, or failing at it. Um, yeah. so no, I agree. What do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to talk about? Uh, well, uh, I talk way too much about marketing on a literally daily and every second basis, which I love. Marketing is my passion. Um, I absolutely love my profession and I love what I do. Um, what don't I get to talk about? It it can be anything, the uh, business, whatever, not business. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know. Um, you can go to that, another question if, if, or if you want yeah, to, I mean, I could talk all day about my Frenchies, if that makes sense. Like if we had a podcast about Frenchies, I could totally talk all day about it <laughs> because, because your, your camera is, uh, like faded. You just yeah. Bob. So I know I saw Bob. it. I know I saw it. I, uh, you had to do that because sometimes they go a little crazy. So <laughs> I, told, I told you before we hit record, like I, I would invite that. And even if you have to like turn around and tell them to be quiet or whatever. I, Hey, I'm oh yeah. I'm surprised I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple more questions. Uh, are you guys looking to hire new positions right now? Uh, not right now. We actually just had, um, a pretty large hiring, um, I say spree, but it's not really spree, but, uh, hiring, um, growth. We have, we just hired four new people. So, um, at a higher, like higher level strategist roles, um, for, um, you know, strategic opportunities, uh, that are coming. So, um, we are not hiring right this second. We're always looking, um, uh, but we, we are not actively hiring. And any book or podcast recommendations uh, that can be in marketing, business, can be fiction, anything? Oh, you're going to throw me through a loop here. Um, so uh, I would say I'm reading. So right now I'm reading um, because I do offer fractional CMO services. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Cognizant, but their CMO um, just put out a a uh, small self-written uh, book, The Diary of a First-Time CMO. And I think it's pretty interesting, um, you know, from a perspective of working with a, in a large company and, and being, you know, first-time CMO. Um, I actually don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I'm so I'm horrible at that. I'm, um, I, I lose, I literally lose my thought process if I'm I'm listening um, versus reading. I read a lot of articles versus like listening. So like, you know, Neil Patel for sure is like my top go-to from a um from an article perspective. And then um any you know related uh marketing um websites as well um that that I can find uh information on. So 
I, I actually appreciate that because I literally just added uh, newsletters to my like template that I will So now I will say I book- newsletters too. So I'm a very, I have like a very short attention span. So um, if it's, I, I have to read like quick blurbs, you know, and, and really be, I'm even watching, like, I mean, I'm doing a ton of different trainings right now. Um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I believe in professional development all like over and over and over again, even with my team. And so I'm in, a, I, I've actually, am now I realize I'm, I've signed up myself for way too many trainings. <laughs> and so I missed one the other day and I'm now having to go back and listen to the video. And I'm like, I can, li- I, it's, it's okay when it's live, but when I have to go back and listen to something, I'm like, okay, attention span is like this much. <laughs> real, so. real quick on the podcast thing. When I, and my mom, I'm, I'm trying to convince her to, to get into podcasts also. It's not about like putting it into your schedule. It's about finding that like 30 minute gap that already exists, whether it's like uh, a commute or gardening or something that like you already were doing it. And now I can just add a track record, you know, to that and, and listen in. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, my commute is literally like, around the, off the bed like, <laughs> exactly. and my commute would not be that long so <laughs> walking the dogs uh you know yeah, yeah that is true that is true um, i yeah. usually forget my airpods when that happens though <laughs> <laughs> exactly you just talk to yourself or something yeah um as we come up to the end of the episode i just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with yeah, no, I mean, Josh has been a great opportunity. Uh, I, I enjoy our um, our banter. I, uh, I, it's my personality. So I love to, you know, banter with people and have fun. Um, I, I say one big uh, thing that I'm going to end on is to, in any position you're in, whether it's marketing or sales or what have you, is just make sure you're having fun. Um, and if you're not having fun, you can't successfully do your job. So, um, that is kind of what I'm going to end on as far as like, I like to have fun and I love to joke around. I do it with my clients all day long. And that's what makes our, uh, relationships with our clients, uh, successful, um, is that relationship building. And, um, as far as finding us, uh, our website is uncommonmarketingworks.com. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn and Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm being forced to do videos because my creative director is making me, um, including, you know, me working out. <laughs> like, great. Uh, so again, having fun in your marketing efforts. Uh, so yeah, that's how you can find us. And um, yeah, we're here to help. Well, we will, uh, we give you some like shorts, YouTube shorts after this. So it'd be more video that you get to use for that. Um, but Stacey, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for those of you who learned something new from this episode, please consider giving us a like or a follow so we can continue getting great, uh, guests. And as always, thank you for listening. Stacey, love this time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.